Well, good morning and, and welcome to Gospel Community Church's online gathering. My name is Nick. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm glad to have you joining us today via our online stream. Uh, I serve alongside Tony Martinez. He's one of our pastors, and then Chris Polito. He's our resident pastor going through our, our pastoral training program in hopes of being a pastor here one day, and I am glad that you are here. And this is such weird times. It's so weird to be doing this still. Uh, two months ago, I didn't think I would still be here preaching in front of a camera. So I'm glad that you joined us in our online stream. Um, just a few things to let you know, a couple of updates. You know, we are meeting as pastors, as leadership to discuss what our gatherings look like, when those gatherings will happen. And, you know, we want to make sure that everybody's safe and secure and feel safe. And we want to bring the Word of God to you guys in that way. So we are having those discussions. And I know we haven't had a lot of the updates on it, and I'm sorry about that. But we are talking about it, and we are trying to move forward and figure out what we're going to do. Uh, summertime is usually, uh, like, there's usually a lower number in attendance. So we're looking at just some, uh, some options of what we can do. Uh, for our online gathering, maybe some outdoor things or, or, or whatnot, some, some scattered churches, home churches, whatever it might look like. We're just looking at some different options and we're discussing it and praying it. And, and that's like the, the biggest thing is we're praying it, pursuing God and trying to figure out what we want to do and, and be, to be able to gather, like I said, safe and secure with all this going on. And, and also, don't hesitate during this time. I know we can't meet together physically, but reach out message us via Facebook, DM, uh, whatever you know, whatever you call it. Uh, we want to pray with you if you need prayer. And we want to pray for you if you need prayer. We want to pray together. Know that anything that you you share with us, like as a pastoral team, it won't leave that circle. But we will make sure that we have your permission to share it with the people in the pastoral group uh, and our wives. We share everything with our wives as well. And it doesn't leave circle. Reach out, and we'll pray with you. If you've got our phone numbers, uh, send us a text, a phone call, and, and you know we all work full time, but we'll do our best to answer your questions and to pray with you. So don't hesitate to reach out, uh, and we love you guys, and we miss you guys, and we want that connection with you as well. And lastly, if this has affected you financially, you know we we've been given an abundance. We 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 are here to help reach out in that way you know i don't know i know one person personally that has been their wages their finances have been affected by this personally but they're okay and they don't need anything but other than that i don't really know anybody that has been uh you know my work's been super slammed chris polito he's a contractor he's been slammed still and pastor tony he works out at uh I can't remember the name of it. I don't know if I should say it on Facebook anyways. But he were, he's working full-time still, and, and you know we're all, we haven't been affected by it. But if you need help financially, please, please let us know. Um, so this week, we're going to be diving back into 2 Peter. And, and I just want you guys to know, like, when we do these online messages, we want you to engage with us just the same as we would in a, a Sunday gathering at the building. You know, we always say the church isn't the, the building, it's the people. So, you know, it doesn't matter whether we're gathered together or gathered via online or if you're watching, not on a Sunday even engage in this you know comment we want to see those comments we read those comments and we want to know what you're doing and how you're actively pursuing God during this time so engage with us during this time and before we get started back into second Peter let me pray for us father God thank you for today and I just thank you God for just 
the sun shining, God. I get to be outside preaching your word and preaching uh, what you have to say, God. I pray your Holy Spirit would fill me up, God. And I pray your Holy Spirit go out that whenever somebody watches this, whether it be Sunday as the live premiere or, or any day of the week this upcoming week, God, that it would that you would move in their hearts, that you would fill them with the Holy Spirit, that you would reveal things to them, God, and they would want to grow closer to you and have a deeper relationship with you, God. And I say these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, we're getting into Second Peter. And before I jump into that, uh, it's Memorial Weekend. I was going to mention that kind of in our announcements, and I forgot. But it's Memorial Weekend. You might not even be around on Sunday to watch this, but I hope you know you get to watch it another time. Maybe we'll do like a second premiere during the week if you wanted to, you know, have that. But uh, you, you might not even be home right now. You might be out camping, enjoying this beautiful weather like I am. It's, I, I'm outside of my backyard right now. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. I am a morning person. I get up, I work out, and I thought, oh, man, I'm going to do this in my backyard this week. So enjoy the beautiful weather this weekend. Memorial Day is a time for us to honor, you know, those people that we that, that were lost in, 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 in war and they served in the military. And... It's just a time to reflect and remember and just do things in memory of them. So I hope you enjoy your, your Memorial Day weekend this weekend. I've got a three-day weekend. I'm going to enjoy it. We actually built a pergola this weekend in our backyard. So, you know, we're going to have to have friends over sometime soon for everybody to see it. So I'm excited for that. And, uh, yeah, happy Memorial Day. Uh, second Peter. We're actually going to pick up uh, in verse 12. Pastor Tony, he went through, uh, he kicked us off, and he went through the first part, uh, 1 through 15. But I'm going to pick up in, in, in verse 12 again. And I just feel like it has a lot to do with uh, 16 through 21. It kind of sets it up. So I'm going to kind of backtrack a little And it's 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 12 through 21. So I'll give you a moment to turn there, and uh, yeah, I, I hope you guys are in, at least enjoying these online streaming services. Uh, me personally, like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I hate preaching in front of just this camera. I would love to be a bunch of people preaching your, the word, uh, and just also be with you. And you know, my, my empty backyard, and it's just not the same. But uh, anyways, Second Peter 12 through 21. Therefore, I notice that I rock a bunch when I preach too. I'm trying not to do it while we're, while we're on camera. But uh, verse 12, therefore I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right as long as I am in this body to stir you up by way of reminder. Since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made it clear to me, and I will make every effort so that after my departure you may be able to, to uh, in, be able at any time to things. Verse 16, For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of His majesty. For when He received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to Him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with Him on the holy mountain. And we have something more sure more sure, the prophetic word, to which you would do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. 
Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. This is God's Word. So I was thinking about and just praying and meditating. I started about two weeks before. You know, like I said, we all work full time. So as Pastor Tony's prepping for his sermon, because I'm up right after him, I'll start that same Monday, uh, you know, after Chris preaches. And I'll start reading his word. I'll start reading the passage that I'm going to be preaching on, and I start meditating on it. And I just kind of go over things over and over and over in my head and meditate on those things and read the passage over and over again that first week of preparation. And, you know, when we get there, but, but something that stuck out to me during this week as I was prepping for this and meditating on this was uh, uh, the, in verse 16, witnesses of his majesty. And I often sit here in my backyard. We have a little patio set on our little back porch there. And I often sit on the back porch now. It's starting to get warmer and, and, and read God's word and meditate on it. And that eyewitnesses of his majesty stuck out to me. And I just really would sit and I would look around in my backyard. At, you know, right now you can't see, but I got some beautiful white blooms back there. My wife's got her flowers all planted and set up. My, my, my grass is starting to look good other than the, the dandelions back there in the back. But we, you know, I just sit back here and look at God. And I just, you know, during this time of quarantine, of self-isolation, I've been really excited to see what kind of art comes out of this. You know, looking at God's creation got me thinking about the creativity of God and the artist that He is. And it really got me thinking about being creative. And I, I, I've had this, this longing for a while to write music, to write songs, to write worship songs. And like I feel God just really starting to stir that up in me. And it's just fun to, to like feel that Holy Spirit prompting. I haven't done anything yet, but I just see, I, I can feel how God's moving in me. And I just have this longing to be creative during this time. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm excited, like I said, to see what music comes of this, what art comes of this, what kind of television comes of this. You know, when we get time to just sit and, and ponder and think and meditate, like those kind of draws out. So just, just, like, I'm having this longing to be creative. I think about how people can be creative. Creativity, how we can be creative. We create with our hands. How we create art. Like, like I said, music and art, or, or, or not art, but music and, and singing and uh, writing lyrics is something that I long to do, and, and I feel God stirring up. And I just get excited about that. And I think about different ways, like those closest to me, how they're creative. You know, me and my wife, we're big into working out. We can get creative in our workouts and, and structure our programs in different ways to, to hit different muscle groups and we'd be creative in our workouts. My wife, she's a yoga instructor and she can be creative in how she creates her flow and the body movement. You know, my kids, they love to create. They are artists, man. I love watching them create and work with their hands and do things like that. My son, he likes to sit down and, and draw. Since he was little, we, like we have this picture of the, him sitting at his little desk, and he's just he's just got a notebook and he's leaning, and he would sit there, you know, not for hours because he was a, a toddler, but he would sit there for a long time and just draw, and he's 
still that way. If I give that kid an empty notebook and a pencil or a pen or crayons or markers, he'll sit there and just draw and entertain himself. I love even more when I put music on and, and then just watch him draw and how he's feeling the music and the emotion, what he's feeling in that music and watching him draw. We bought him a little like a blank comic book and he makes up his own comics now and draws his own characters and it's just fun to see him be creative. Now Ariella, you should see this girl, how she's creative. You've probably seen it because we let her wear her lipstick out to church sometimes. We don't let her wear lipstick all the time and makeup all the time, but we let her wear her lipstick out to church every once in a while and out in public. She's been, you know, since we've been home, she's got to do it a lot usually let her just do it at home. She is talented, man. She's able to do that. If you stick when she puts it on, I'm amazed. She puts it on herself. It's not mom doing it. She puts it on herself, and she does a phenomenal job, and she loves to do her makeup, her, her eyes, and, and her lips, and her cheeks, and everything, and she's just so creative in it, and she does a really good job at it. And I think about, you know, Chris Polito, he always, I've always hear him say this, oh man, I'm not creative, I'm not, I can't do that, I'm not, I, I, I can't do art. But if you've seen this dude's woodwork, if you've seen the, the work that he does in, in his contracting, the, the, the guy's an art artist. And you know, the, the little wooden, if you've been to the church and you've seen it, the little wooden uh, thing that we set our communion on, the little communion table, Chris built that out of, out of some old fence slats. And I've seen so much of his other work, and there's just so many ways to be creative. And I think about even, you know, people write. People write short stories. People, people do those sorts of things. And like one of the member, and maybe, maybe you did this in grade school. I don't know. We have such a wide generation at Gospel Community Church from 20-somethings up to, you know, retired people. So we've got this bigger range of people, all different generations from, uh, what do they call Gen Z, millennials, boomers. I don't know what's in between. I don't know. I don't know all the generations. But we've got a, a, a wide age gap in, our, gap in our church. And I know for me, I'm 33 years old. When I was in third grade, we studied Aesop's Fables. Study Aesop's Fables, and what Aesop's Fables are, they're these short, made-up stories written by this man, Aesop, and they usually involve uh, uh, animals, and, and there is a, a moral to the story, something to help change your moral behavior and your moral thinking, and, and just to boost your morality and, and to get you on a different path. So we had these Aesop's Fables in grade school. And, and uh, you know, the most popular one um, that I came across, I didn't realize this, and I don't remember it from grade school, but the most popular fable in Aesop's Fables is the tortoise and the hare. We all know this story. And uh, all I can think about is the moral of the story is slow and steady. I don't know if that's really the moral in it, but uh, that's what I remember. I could be making it up. But um, you have these short stories that all are there to change and alter your moral behavior. So keep keep that in mind. I'm going to backtrack real quick to verse 12, and we're going to come back to these fables and stories when we get to verse 16. I'm going to backtrack for a minute, back to verse 12. It says, Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, so you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right as long as I'm in this body to you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made it clear to me. 
and I will make every effort so that after my departure you may be able to at any time any time call these things. And, and as I was reading this and, and look, listening to what Pastor Tony preached on last about them virtues or this very reason make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge to self-control and self-control steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for if these qualities are yours and are increasing they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the Lord Jesus Christ he's saying I'm going to constantly remind you of these things and in this letter, like Pastor Tony said, Peter's coming to the end of his life. And he's right here. I think it right as long as I'm in this body to stir you up by way of since I know that the putting off of my body as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. He's saying, I'm not going to be here very much longer. And as long as I am, I'm going to keep reminding you of these things. I will make every effort that after my departure you may be able to at any time recall these things and I thought about what is going on right now in our world COVID coronavirus whatever you want to call it pandemic or if you're a conspiracy theorist plandemic but everything that's going on right now I thought tied in so well you were saying here I will make every effort so after my you may be able to at any time to recall these things you know, two months ago, I was fresh off a sabbatical, ready to and excited to be back to service, ready to be back and serving God. And, and I got to do three services before we had to shut services down. It just ties in. I will make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. And, and it's a reminder of what we as pastors are called to do, to preach the gospel, to equip the saints for the ministry, so that times like these, you can do the ministry. Because we're not going to be there every Sunday. We've been making disciples so that you can make disciples. And, and, and we're going to constantly remind you through these online streaming services of these things. And it's now it's now to, to step up to the plate. It's now your turn to to pour into somebody else, check in on somebody, and, and make disciples. And we're going to keep reminding you of things. It's a great reminder of the work that me and Tony and Chris do, of how important it is to preach the gospel message. I want every single person here to know what the gospel is. To know that Jesus came lived the perfect life, wrongfully accused, died a brutal death, rose from the dead three appeared to over 500 for 40 days, and ascended to heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and is living today. And we have that same spirit. We have that same spirit that rose him from the dead. Those are the things that I want you to recall. For times like these, I never thought in a million years that we would have a time like this where we're not able to gather together. Did you? I thought that first week, you know, as announced Wednesday, uh, things that are going on, and and, and uh, the school told sent a message out that no volunteers will be allowed into the school, and uh, by that Friday things were shut down. And I remember having the conversation with Chris Polito uh, Wednesday when they weren't allowing volunteers into the school. What do we do? Well, school's still open, so let's have service. 
and then school shut, and it was like, oh, this might be a little more serious than I thought. And, and scrambled to figure out how we're going to do this online streaming stuff, but I never would have thought that we wouldn't be able to be with each other on a Sunday. And, and like the Apostle Paul says, I long to be with you. I long to be with you. Me, my wife, my kids, we miss you guys. We long to be with you. And Paul says to strengthen and encourage and that it may be joy. When we're with you guys, we enjoy it. And we're there to strengthen and encourage you. And now it's your turn to take what we've been pouring into you as pastors. And to really put it, put, you know, your, your, your boots on and get out there and share the gospel around you. Recall these things that we've been teaching you. This is what Paul's saying. And, and he goes on to say in verse 16, this is why I thought it, it tied in so well. For we do not follow cleverly devised myths. Like Aesop's fables I was talking about, those are myths to boost your moral behavior, to get you to act a certain way. But this right here, this is the word of God. It is not a cleverly devised myth. It's not here to just change your moral behavior or to change your attitude. It's here to change you from the inside out. And we're going to walk through of how it works because God is the one that makes it real. It's nothing I do or nothing I say or nothing any of us do, but it's God who makes it real to you. God will make it real. And that's the, that's as I was getting ready for this sermon, in my notes on my iPad, that, that was my header. God will make it real. God will make it real. And we're going to walk through and just see how God will make it real. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Peter was an eyewitness of his majesty. He, 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 he saw who Jesus was. He was an eyewitness. And he's recalling what he saw. Verse 17, When we, he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved sons with who, son with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. Now, if you're not familiar with the transfiguration of Jesus and what took place there, Peter, James, and John go up on the mount with Jesus. And when they get up there, Elijah and Moses appear. And there's Jesus, Elijah, and Moses, and Peter, and James, and John. And Moses is there to uh, represent the Old Testament law. And Elijah is there to represent the Old Testament prophets. And Jesus is there as the mediator standing in between to bring all of this together. And we have the, 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 the apostles that are there that go on to, uh, as Jesus sends them out to build his church. And we have the old saints and the new saints and Jesus. And we get this mini miniature picture of what the kingdom of heaven is going to look like. You're going to see all the old saints. All the saints before us. And then here coming a, a, a rash of new saints. 
You know, if you're not familiar with Ravi Zacharias, he just recently passed away this week. He was an apologist, and he just really, I love listening to him speak. And he passed away, and I read something by, by Pastor Mark Driscoll. Um, he's like, though I mourn and lament his loss, he's having the best day of his life. Like when them new saints, when we walk in that first day in heaven, that's going to be the best day of our lives. And, and I long for that day, and I'm excited for that day. And, but until then, I'm going to make every effort to make sure that you're able to all these things to share and spread the good news of Christ. And, and verse 19, and we have something more sure. Oh, wait. Let's talk about this uh, now, and we have something more sure, the prophetic word to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in our hearts. Now, now before we get too far ahead, away from that transfiguration, maybe you think, man, how cool would it have been to be on that mount when Moses and, and, and Elijah and Jesus, and you're there with your two best buds, and, and you're there with John, who's constantly calling himself the one whom Jesus loves. And, and you know, you guys are good friends and teasing with each other. When, when Jesus rose from the dead, you, it was you and John running there. Imagine being there in Peter's shoes. And think, man, that would be so cool to see, but we have something even better. We have something better than that eyewitness account. We have this eyewitness account right here. This eyewitness account right here. We have the whole picture. Peter had a limited, narrow view. Now we get the whole picture that God made his word real. That God made it and had gave people the gifts to translate it, that we can read it in our own language for us to understand, to grow and have a relationship with him. We have his word. And that's what he's saying. We have something like more sure, the prophetic word. We have this more sure. He had the, he had the, uh, the, the Old Testament, and he, he, he's saying we have God's word right there. Even I had the eyewitness account, we have this, and, and we have this, God's word. And, and now let, let's, let's talk about prophecy for a minute. Maybe you're not familiar with prophecy. I feel like it's something that's often overlooked and we don't talk about in enough, or we don't talk about enough in the church, not in the enough, enough in the church. Um, I think prophecy can come off as like something weird, something foreign, and it can be abused, and, and you can be wrong about something, and it's just something that doesn't get talked about much. Now, prophecy, uh, here... He's talking about the prophetic word, the word of God, but he's also making, making a, a prediction of things. And, and prophecy is that. But in order for, or, you know, for it to be prophetic, one, it's a gift. And it's a gift from God, and we learn that in 1 Corinthians. And not everybody has the gift of prophecy. But we need to seek God and ask for Him to give us the gift of prophecy. And it's only by the power of His Holy Spirit that we're able to speak a prophetic word. And now, like today, when we think about a prophetic word, when somebody prophesies into your life, it's not as weird and as foreign as it may seem. You know, maybe, um, maybe you wake up one day and... 
you're Becky Petty and you're sitting there having a cup of coffee. Hi, I'm Becky Petty, having coffee, reading my Bible. And you're sitting there and you think, man, I wonder how Vivian's doing today. Or I wonder how Jessica's doing today. Or somebody just comes into your mind and you just kind of start praying for that person. And you feel kind of that Holy Spirit nudge to reach out and just say, hey, I just wanted to say good morning and I hope you're doing well. I love you. God loves you. I just felt this urge to reach out. And you get that message back of, wow, I needed that today. That would be a prophetic word. God's in your heart that something's going on with somebody and you reach out to them and you speak into their life. You speak love into their life. That's a prophetic word. You know, something, a couple more, like, I don't know if they're extreme examples, but another example I think of is when Jess and I were dating, we were stupid, we partied all the time, we smoked a lot of weed, drank a lot of alcohol, and we were just plain stupid, and uh, I cheated on her, and we were going through a rough patch, and I realized that I was losing, like, the greatest thing in my life at that time, and it sucked, and she was heartbroken and just broken all together because I was just a piece of crap and she came home we were living in Salt Lake she came home and she goes to Price Chapel um, she grew up going to Price Chapel and she goes to Price Chapel with her mom and they have a time of prayer much like we do at the and they invite anybody up that needs prayer and she goes up and our good friend Nicole Faxon, Nicole Gold, uh, as some of you might know her, but Nicole Faxon, uh, she goes up to her and just kind of tells her what's going on and she needs prayer. So, prays for her and they get done. And Nicole tells her, Jess, I just feel like God's telling me to tell you to give Nick another chance. And Jess was kind of blown away. And so she comes back, and I don't remember how much time had passed, and Jess lets me know she's going to give me another chance. He's out, like, we're not going to be drinking a party anymore. We're not going to be smoking any more pot. We're not going to be doing, you know, the things that we were doing. And you're going to go to church with me. And we're going to go to Sean Bagley's church in Draper. And you're going to go to church if we're going to make this work. And at that time, I, I didn't think I would be where I'm at now. But I thought, let's do it. I, I don't even care. Whatever it takes, I'll do whatever it takes to be with you. And little did she know that prophetic word from Nicole would lead to me being saved months later. It would lead to me being saved. And now, here I am, 14 years later, a pastor. And I think, you know, would, would things be play out the same? I don't know, but she had that word from Nicole being filled with the Holy Spirit telling you, I feel like God's telling me to tell you to give Nick another chance. And here we are today, a prophetic word. You know, I, I, I'm a, a fan of, I don't know if you know who he is, Pastor Mark Driscoll, and I get those nudges. It, it's the craziest thing. At, at like 2 in the morning, I'll wake up and, and just feel like God's telling me to pray for Pastor Mark. And I wake up and I pray and, and I'll reach out to him. And it happens like one or tw once or twice a year. And hey, Pastor Mark, don't know what's going on. Here's this verse. 
come into my mind this morning as I woke up in the middle of the night, felt the need to pray for you, and, and I'll get it back. Man, thank you so much. I needed that. So that, that that's how we can be, uh, you know, know what a prophecy is and being able to speak a prophetic word. And it's not something weird. It's not something... Uh, that happens that everybody can do but you must be filled with the Holy Spirit and recognize that it is a gift so that's a little side note but back to the prophetic word that he's talking about here you know this this word the word of God is a lamp shining in a dark place it, it, it glows, man. It's, it's where we live, we move, and we have our being. The Word of God is where we live, we move, and we have our being. It's that lamp shining in a dark place. Verse 21, For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Remember where I said, God will make it real. From Genesis to Revelation, God has so many different writers. And they're all carried along by the Holy Spirit. And I love reading God's Word. I love seeing the different writers. I love seeing the Apostle Paul's writings. I love how his, his emotions come out. I love how his uh, character comes out. I love how who he is comes out in his writing. And he was carried along by the Holy Spirit, carrying the same message that Peter is carrying. Carried along by the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. From Genesis to Revelation, it is all breathed by God, by the Spirit of God, to point to who Jesus is. No prophecy can come by the will of man. I could preach messages from Nick all day long and probably get people to follow me straight to hell. But I don't want to preach prophecies and, and words of Nick. I want to preach the Word of God, and I want to be carried along by the Holy Spirit. You know, and I think about, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of men, or man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along. In the Old Testament, there's 330, 330, 330-something, 330 it might be 330 exactly, prophecies about Jesus. Like the probability of all those happening is slim. And, and you know, I'm outside right now. It's Memorial Weekend. I don't know what the weather's supposed to be like. Let's, let's, let's play a prophecy game. Okay? Monday on Memorial Day, while you're enjoying your barbecue at 3... Or, 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 no, no, no. Let's, 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 let's hold off. Monday, it's going to rain. All right, I got a 50%. Odds are pretty good. Okay. So let's, let's go a little deeper. It's going to rain between 2 and 5 o'clock in the afternoon. My odds just got a little slimmer. You know what? It's going to rain between 2 and 5 o'clock when you're just sitting down to enjoy that hamburger and hot dog that you made for your, your Memorial Day uh, barbecue. Whew, they're getting, my odds are getting slimmer. 
Now imagine if I keep stacking on these predictions or these prophecies till I get to 330. What are the chances of that happening? Yet Jesus came and he fulfilled all 330 prophecies made about him. The only way that's possible is by the Spirit of God. Men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit and enabled to understand these things, this Word of God, this prophetic Word that we have from Him, this gift. It's by the Holy Spirit. He is the one that will make it real. God will make it real. You can be an eyewitness of His majesty. You can hear His very voice. Your heart can, you know, be moved. But it's not by the will of man. It's by the Holy Spirit. And, and I don't know if you can see, but I've got in my Bible, doo -doo -doo, I've got those things circled. It's a road map to be an eyewitness of His majesty, to hear His voice, to have your heart changed, not by your own will, but by the Holy Spirit. God is the one that will make it real cherish this thing. It's not a cleverly devised myth. It's not a fable to change your moral behavior. It is the very Word of God. It's beautiful. It's how we live, we move, and we have our being. Praise God that He gave us this. Let's pray. Father God, thank You for Your amazing grace. Thank you for your word, that you gave us this word, God. And it's by your Holy Spirit that we're able to know and understand this word, that it is from you, that it is by you, and it's, it's just something so beautiful. And I pray today, God, as people leave, that their engagement would be to read your word. It is something beautiful to be cherished, God. I pray that those who know you and love you and read your word every day, that they would be reminded that they're to share this word with others, to share the gospel, to share life with others, God, and to point people to you and to draw people into you, God. And I thank you and I say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, usually what we do when we close up service uh, is we, we have our four ways we respond. We sing. We're going to do that through video worship. If you don't enjoy doing the video worship, you can, you can cut it off when this ends. But sing. Find your favorite song on Pandora, YouTube, Amazon, whatever it is. Jam out. Listen to God's, you know, some, of, uh, some worship music. And just really meditate on what those words say and just enjoy that time with God. We pray. Like I said at the beginning of this, we want to pray for you. We want to pray with you. We want to pray as a leadership team for you. Reach out. Don't hesitate to reach out. And, and we just want to love on you in that way. Uh, normally we would do communion. Take some time today, whenever it is that you're listening to this. Sit down with your family. Break some bread. Drink some juice. Read, this, read, read the Bible. Do this in remembrance of me, Jesus says. And then lastly, uh, we give. Uh, we have online giving. It's at uh, gospelcc.net. We ask that during this time, if you're able to financially to continue tithing, we ask that you do. And we're, we, you know, we're buying, we're buying new, we've had to buy some new equipment to do this online streaming. And 
like I said, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. There may be other needs, um, but continue to, to tithe if you're a regular tither. If you feel so led to give, we thank you for that. If you're a first-time giver, let us know. We want to know these things. Like, hey, I gave for the first time. Cool. We want to celebrate and thank you for that. Um, but, yeah, you can do that at gospelcc.net or get a hold of one of us to figure out some other way. I guess it's time to wrap up. You can probably hear that train in the background. I don't even live that close to the tracks. But thank you guys. We love you guys. We long to be with you that we may be filled with joy. Go out today. Enjoy the rest of your weekend if you're watching this on Sunday. And God bless. See ya.